welcome to another episode of Inside Netball, a podcast dedicated to He Korero Poetara Fitzi Netball Chat, both here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and around the world. Now, joining me today, two former Silver Fern mid-quarters. This is great. Courtney Tidy and Adeen Wilson. Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having us. Look, the first uh, conversation we're going to have today is actually something I feel you're, you're passionate about, Courtney, on, on um, social media is, in fact, social media and what our athletes do kind of have to go through in terms of being in the spotlight and the public, you know, literally being within, you know, arm's reach or just a click away from our athletes now. Now, we all know social media has played a very positive role mm. in promoting our sport, but it has come with the negative effects as well. So let's talk about it, the good, the bad and the DMs. Yeah, well, it first sort of started when a couple of weeks ago when Joe Harton over in the Suncorp Super Netball, the Giants lost the game by one point, like one point, and any loss is hard. But then she went back to the change room and she had DMs from, I don't think you can call it a fan, a troll, just saying, saying the most horrible, nasty things to her, just, you know, just not even about the way that she played. And it was just horrible. And so that just kind of sparked, and Joe put it out there on social media to be like, you know, at the end of the day, we are humans and this is what we're copying from people that we don't even know. And then it just sort of sparked, I guess, a conversation about what athletes are dealing with these days. Yeah, and brave of her to do that as well, because as soon as you put it out there, you're also giving it um, momentum as well, I suppose, and giving that person and that voice that it's out there. So really brave of her to own it and say, this is not okay, pull that person up for it. But it is, to me, social media is, it's that double-edged sword. You know, it brings the ability for an athlete to have control over their own story. Mm. You know, traditional media, if you're getting interviewed or anything like that, they're gonna cherry pick the pieces out of it that they want to portray. But social media, you get to portray your story, what you want to be out there. So that's amazing, that's fabulous. But it does come with that but, and there is risks with it. And I mean, I only am very new to Instagram. <laughs> um, thanks to a young athlete that I help out with, I had to download it so I could message her. But I didn't even know that within the messaging part that there's a separate piece where you can see messages from people that you're not friends with. Yeah. Like, this is how you know, sly I am on the uptake. Yeah. But those are the sorts of ones that, okay, you can choose not to read yes. um, the website for Net New Zealand or you might choose not to read the Southern Steel um, Facebook page when you've just had a loss, but you cannot avoid yes. those direct messages that are coming into your feed. Yeah, it's a real difficult one, and that is a wild little world over there in that <laughs> other DM <laughs> box and what goes on in there, and for athletes in particular, and the, what they have to deal with. But I think the big thing for Joe, once she put it out there, the support that she got, she mm. said she was really overwhelmed by the support, not only in Australia, but from us here in New Zealand and around the world, the netball community, athletes as a whole. Uh, but it's just so difficult. There is a platform now, an Instagram page called Athletes Are Humans, and it's only run by one person, and they said they are just just like flooded with athletes, you know, from the NRL, from rugby, from around the world saying, this is what I'm getting sent, put it on your page so people know what we're coping wow. with, what we have to deal with. And they're some of the most horrible things you've ever seen. And it takes an effect on the athlete because you know, once you play a game, you're still thinking about the game, but then you have to, when do you switch off? And mm. a lot of people will switch off on their phones, but if you've got these constant messages coming in this relentlessly, just saying how bad you are, not even as an athlete, as a human, they're picking apart your appearance and everything like that, there's no escape from it, really. 
What the scariest part is that, I mean, we see players as young as, you know, Amelia Wormsley, 17 yeah. years old. Still in high still school. Still at school, yeah. And I guarantee you she's on, you know, social media, as is every other teenager here and around the world. So it's one thing for adults to be dealing with it, but imagine a, a young child in the spotlight trying to make her mark having to deal with things like that too. It would be horrible. And it's a real hard balance too, isn't it? Because you want fans to be passionate. You want fans to be passionate. And fair enough, it's not always going to be um, sweet roses and you didn't play well every week. So there's got to be that space that fans can have a say and say, you know, Goldatek may not have played really well mm. today, all those sorts of things. But it, when it goes to that next level, oh, and, yeah. you know, the one that um, Joe had, you know, sort of die and yeah, these sorts there was of some, things. I hope you die. <laughs> like it, how like it's just got nothing to do with sport and I just don't know where we've crossed these boundaries for people yeah. to think it's okay because I say to the girls would they ever say it to your face yeah. and they're like no never they'll actually come up to me and ask me for a selfie you know stuff like that so it's like all of a sudden they've got this courage and I say that very loosely because they're anonymous online or you can't actually and I guess you don't interact with them and they just feel like they can do this to athletes. Yeah. But you want fans to engage, right? Yeah. So it's, totally. it's, we're not poo-pooing all social media by Correct. any means, but it's getting that balance. And, and I looked at some of the stats, a whisper, which is the Women's Health and Sport Group, part of um, High Performance Sport New Zealand, and 80% of female athletes report social media as number one source of pressure to conform to you know a female body image you know and that's the other thing you're dealing with that body image as yes. well you've got these strong athletes that have got these amazing physical um, physiques that are out there and and balancing that with wanting to feel feminine and putting the right message across you know again just that's that fine line that you're you're always having to um, to to tread and and that can potentially push into things like eating disorders and all of these yeah. things just get ramped up when you've got that pressure sitting on you and you also have I feel I imagine now with a lot of these players have that pressure to feel like they need to engage yeah. as well because social media is such a big part of of all sport now See, that can be the firecracker moment, isn't it? Once an athlete starts firing back and responding to those messages, it just goes to a whole nother level. Yeah, it's it? a dangerous game to play, that one. But touching on what you said, Adina, and like when we're reading the studies and they're saying all these athletes now, on top of everything, their workloads, their personal life, they have to deal with this anxiety mm. about the people having access to them and they have to cop it. You know, you're at home, you're with your family, and then you've got people just firing in at you. And... Um, Manchester United, they said they've had a 350% increase in abusive messages directed at players over the last two years. So from 2019 to 2021, 350% increase. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And uh, and I think what's really hard for some of these young athletes as well, and Amelia Wormsley, another good example, who knows when you're 15 or 16 that you're all of a sudden going to be thrust yeah, into the exactly. limelight yeah. and and all of a sudden people are going to be looking you up on Instagram or whatever it is. And and that's the challenges um, because you might have posted something as a 15-year-old not thinking what's going to happen <laughs> Correct. in yes. five or six or seven years' time. And, and I do know schools are getting really good at this and, and my 
children's school, they come in and they had a net safe meeting, which was awesome. You know, and the big thing I took away from that is I think they said before you post anything, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And it's about being a good digital citizen, right? You know, is it something you would want your children to experience as you're about to type mm. something away? But yeah, I, I, again, I don't think we need to sugarcoat everything and always say, oh, you look so beautiful and you played so well. You need to have that critical analysis mm. as well, but it's not taking it to that next, yeah. that next level. And, you know, the other thing as well, I think social media um, from that same study, 59% um, said it's also a source of performance-related pressure as well. So this is all new stuff that, yeah. I mean, back in my day, <laughs> you know, I feel really relieved that I didn't have to mm. deal with any of this. I truly do feel quite relieved. The worst we had was a report in the paper. Yeah. And that's pretty easy to avoid. You just don't read the paper. And it was, you know, a journalist writing, and the journalist isn't going to call me fat or um, go and die, Adeem. Mm. We could hope not. So, you know, I just think this is a whole minefield um, that everyone's having to adapt to. Mm. What I just, actually one of the other articles I read on stuff, which was really cool to see, um, Instagram for the Olympics. Yes, have actually this is put good. in place a new uh, filter basically. So a lot of athletes set up, so they've got their athlete page and their personal page. Personal page might be private, athlete page is open. And what they're trialing at the Olympics um, for Instagram is actually if you do have this athlete page, it's called Hidden Words, I think yeah. it is. And so it will actually um, go through all the messages that are coming in and filter out um, some of those abusive messages, some of those abusive, you know, emojis even yes. that can be in there. So there is the ability to do this. It's just the technology catching up with where we are in the world currently. Exactly, because it's not okay. And some of the words that are used or threats and, and bullying is borderline illegal, but is kept online. And, you know, you talk about you, then you have to go on court and you're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of talks are being had with our athletes in terms of their use of social media and that volume of social media? Because some athletes, are, you know, live on social media and others are very, very quiet. So where do you find, you know, the median for that? Well, that's where Net New Zealand's been fabulous. Um, John Whiting, who's the digital and content manager, Kerry Manders as well, we spoke to them before this podcast, and they said there is education in place. So they go around the franchises and talk to the athletes about social media, being careful about clicking and liking one <laughs> yes, thing, yeah. or just being aware that your friends at a party might post a picture of you. So I I suppose education's such a massive, massive part of it. But there's also the ability on the on the different pages that they control to also have filters. And they said there is filters on, you know, the Silver Fern page and all the franchises pages. So again, they're not gonna vanillaize everything and make yeah. everything perfect. Mm. But if they're seeing a trend or a topics coming up or they're becoming some abusive uh, messaging, they do have the ability on the websites that they control to take it out. So they're very aware of it. I think the education's growing every year as we're all learning. Well, even for the Players Association, when we get the new mm. players in, we talk to them about social media and we say, you know, as soon as it's put on the internet, you don't own it anymore. Like, even though it's you in the picture, whatever it might be, you don't own it. So it's kind of like that grandma rule, like, would Nan like to see it, what you're putting <laughs> out there? And also, like, it's called Instagram, but maybe don't post in the moment. Like draft it up and maybe wait 20, 30 minutes, because you might go back to it and go, actually, I probably shouldn't post this. Yeah. So, I mean, the education is there, but 
it's still, I mean, you're still opening yourself up to all these people. And a lot of people have the mentality, well, they're athletes, they're in the public yeah. eye. It comes with the job. Yeah. That's what you get. And yeah. it's like, we get it, yes, yeah. to some degree, yes. But at what point, like, you just don't cross that line. We actually had uh, Anna here the other week talking about work that she does um, in secondary schools as well, helping with um, children and, and their mental wealth, yeah. their mental health. So she has some really interesting corridor to say on that as well. And she also caught up with Caitlin Bassett, a magic shooter, who made the big move over here to Aotearoa this year and did cop a bit of uh, criticism herself um, before doing so. But here's what she had to say on the matter. Yeah, look, I think it's about having that balance. And for some of the young athletes, social media is all that they've ever known. Uh, for them, they like jumping online and reading things and posting. For me, as you said, I am an older athlete um, and I didn't grow up with social media. So being on my phone all the time, I can find a little bit distracting. Um, so to each is their own. But I think ultimately um, putting ourselves out there as athletes and opening our personal lives up and what we like to do away from the sport to others can have its disadvantages. And we just need to understand that, um, you know, social media is perhaps um, the perfect life that some people are projecting um, and not to compare to others um, you know I've had issues with people commenting on posts and things like that and I'm more than happy just to block people um, or you know use it as an example to how athletes actually do get treated online. So is that what you do to protect yourself? You can just block them because it must be hard. People must be able to just slide into your DMs, do they? Yeah, look, I don't check. Um, I This is me. I'm not very technologically advanced, but I don't actually check my um, messages from strangers. I only get messages from the people that I know. Um, I don't see really any benefit of looking at those ones. Why would you, um, you know, want strangers commenting on what you do every day? Um, you know, some of my teammates have really funny ones. Um, I, for some reason, there's lots of Indian men that love pictures of feet. <laughs> so we always do have a joke about starting only feet and of OnlyFans for Life After Netball. But yeah, look, I think you have to be really smart about what you're listening to and who you're listening to, um, whether it be face-to-face -face or online. Of course, Joe Hart and this year, she was vilified on social media. Some of the comments were just atrocious. Um, were you in contact with her? And I mean, is there support for players that get comments like that? Yeah, look, this was an issue um, that I raised with Netball Australia last year. Um, when I hurt my meniscus, there were some pretty um, disgusting comments online. And um, it's getting to the stage now where um, fans are getting more brave and they're more than happy to say what they think. And um, unfortunately, those things um, shouldn't be up there to encourage others to comment. So, um, you know, I think it should be... Uh, moderated and you know pages like that moderated otherwise all my fans and my family and friends are going to stop following those pages and that's not what they really want so it's encouraging trolls when we leave those disgusting comments up there and I definitely think we can do better um, to help moderate and to um, block people who are being disrespectful online take away their power why not thank you so much for that Anna our roving reporter out there on the field um, let's get into our next corridor we're going to talk the Southern Steel. Now we feel like we haven't really given them the kudos that they perhaps deserve this season. Um, they've been plodding along, dark horses, you know, type of the competition. They're currently in fourth, just underneath the tactics after the last round. But what have we made of their performances so far? I think everyone's did, like you said, like kind of came into the competition underrated and everyone just sort of thought, oh, you know, mm. but. <laughs> They've been great and they've yep. beaten their run record from last year already. And when we asked Aranga about it, she just said, you know, we don't worry about what's happening outside. We know what we're doing as a team. It's a great team culture. We're just going about our ways. I think you can see that out on court and they're growing throughout the season. And I think they can be really proud of what they've put out. And teams, I think, are starting to go, oh, 
Gosh, we got the steel this yeah. week, and especially if you're yeah. going all the way down south as well to play them. Yeah, and Leanga, talking about her, we just did obviously our netball zone um, after round 10. Um, everyone um, talking the expert comments and the commentators put in um, or, or voted on who each position, but also on coach for the ANZ. And by far and away, the majority, if not everyone, everyone voted yeah. for Reanga because what she has done for that side down there, the culture she creates down there, that winning um, expectation, mm -hmm. um, and they have just come out. I mean, to be fair, they got an amazing signing. Um, George yes. Fisher yeah. has yes. just been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, what happens with her over the next few weeks is yeah. going to be fascinating. She took that massive hit to the head. Um, so if they were the steel to lose her for a game, two games, who knows, um, that's going to be really massive at this point of the competition. Only five rounds to go. Um, the steel have got the magic two weeks in a row. Um, it is going to be a big challenge if you have to step up and not have George Fisher there. We just saw with the tactics how hard it is to find shooters around the place. Although they did pretty well there too. <laughs> the lines have been pretty Quite awesome. They did, but with the steal, like when Fisher went off, there was only one point in it. And then all of a sudden they ended up going down yeah. by about 10. And the mm. score didn't reflect the actual match. And it just showed how crucial she is to that mm. team. So if they are to lose her for one week, like you said, or two weeks, whatever it may be, that's a big loss. But in saying that, when I was at the game, she was not well. Like, it was a big hit to the head and when over at the bench getting checked out, yeah, she was not well at all. But we do wish her the best and hopefully she is back. But at the same time, concussions and all this head knocks is such a big issue in sports in general. And we're seeing more of it in netball now. And so, you know, you just hope that they do the right protocols and make sure they put the person first before mm. the athlete. Well, see, this was something that Jenny's been going on week after week about you pluck a player out of a side and, you know, is the side still as strong as it could be without them? And, you know, maybe George Fisher, this will be a true test for the Steel in the upcoming weeks to see, you know, if they can either work with the bench that they've got or are they going to be giving someone a call up from somewhere? <laughs> Who knows, you yeah, know? Well, we were worried about the tactics, right? We were yeah. worried about yeah. the tactics because they lost <laughs> Ali Bird and then, look, they've just come in this round and Ali was back, to be fair, but they found two amazing replacements. Mm. Amelia Wormsley, you know, a 17-year-old yes. plucked out of the NNL competition. She's really stepped it up. They also had Kate Grant. She was also ex-steel yes. once upon a time. Yeah, so back there, way back there. And actually, the oh no, the steel can't. I was thinking the tactics could have brought an import in from Australia, but the steel can't, right, because they've got No, George. but funny enough, um, if the tactics, possibly if the tactics don't take Amelia this I was week, thinking that. The steel could possibly take yep. Amelia Wormsley. Yeah. Because so, she, she hasn't, down she, yeah, <laughs> she hasn't been captured yet by the tactics of the right. rules. So, I mean, if I was a tactics, I'd be like, no, you're playing this week. Put her on the plane. Put her on the yeah, plane. Yeah, we're going to have to sign Yeah, because yeah, of the tactics. <laughs> oh, they are away. So they are having to um, fly away the tactics because, yes, it will be interesting. Will you tactically capture her in mm. your squad does, or do does, you leave it open for the steal? Does her NNL team have to release her? No, I don't think right. her NNL team has to. Well, I don't. I'm not sure what the rules are. Yeah, around. I'm not sure actually on that one. Because they've got to find. They're in the final, the comets. They are. Oh yes, correct. So Which makes it very interesting. July fourth. Yeah. I did think about that when we mm. saw the the timing of it, and I thought, ooh, yeah. what do you do? And then her coach is um, Tamipata Bubby. So mm. does she let her go? <laughs>
Does she? So many questions. Maybe if it's for the tactics, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, look at who they're playing. It might have been different. But the good thing is they did get Amelia down there as well. She plays that holding game a little bit like Fisher. The ball can go in that lob, so they wouldn't have to change their whole style. And so that will be the tricky thing for the steel as well. Whoever you pull in, in some ways, it's helpful if that person, if you get to be this picky, that is, plays in a similar nature to yeah. Fisher than having to really change up a rotating circle. Mm. But in saying that, um, you know, Matuado, she can play that yes. moving circle. She's been playing beautiful netball. And in fact, she was the goal attack pick for the ANZ. She um, was. Wow. Um, choice at yeah. this moment that everyone um, voted for as well. But the steel, yeah, fingers crossed they get Fisher back quickly because this point of the season is critical. They're sitting, you know, third equal, mm -hmm. slightly behind the tactics. So they need to keep moving up that yeah. table. Talking old school, you just brought an idea to <laughs> mind. The shorter shooter who's down in the deep south. Yes. Donna Wilkins. Donna Wilkins. Oh, she's come back before. She has. <laughs> and I will say her name has been brought up for players who were looking for shooters. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if anyone can do it, it is Donna. Yeah. We would have played with her. I played with her. She had just only had a baby like six weeks before, and then she was back on court when I played with her. Like, if anyone has a mental toughness, to do it, it would be Donna. Well, and she's still involved heavily yes. in netball. She's with the Silver Fern coaching mm -hmm. staff. She does the specialist um, shooting um, sessions. She will be hating us right now. <laughs> I can't believe you're throwing my name out there, but look. How I mean, it would I be would love cool, it, right? and she's such a good person to have in a team, especially yeah. the steel when they do have young players. I know as a young player coming through, to have someone like Donna to lead you and give you that confidence. She, I mean, I'm just putting. She would be great. She yeah. would be great. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's our prediction. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. You heard it here first, and Rainer, you are welcome. <laughs> Look, we have a little bit of time left before we do that, though. George Fisher, again, we're wishing you all the best on your recovery. We have one more little thing that I wanted to throw in today. It's a bit of a curveball. Oh, I feel like a curveball's yeah. coming. So we're ready. So so what is she we've, throw we've had another viewer write in about you know something that we could potentially talk about. So I thought I'd bring it up today. We can just touch on it briefly and, and see what your thoughts are. It's Ritz08, who says, <laughs> Shout out. Both SSN and UK Super League are able to make substitutes during the game without it being considered an injury. Would you want to see the ANZ bring in the same rule? Now, my interpretation of this is the rolling subs. Right now, if we have to make substitutions, the whistle is blowing, etc., etc. So what would we think about rolling substitutions in the ANZ Premiership? I really liked it when I played Fast Five, but that's a completely different game. And I do still like our traditional style of netball. And like we said, probably because maybe we're too old school at this <laughs> point. But where you do, you're out on court and then... Yeah, the coach, if they are going to make a change, you know, they're calling out to you, like, call the time and then you have to get the umpire and that. I still like that because mm. there's still a system to it. Sometimes when you do watch the other leagues and it's just rolling and you're like, oh, my gosh, who's on, what's yeah. happening, why is this change being made? Like, whereas, yeah, it can get a little bit confusing mm. at times. And I can see why in Australia they do it because they've got their super shot, right? Yes. So all of a sudden you want to mix it up because yeah. the super shot comes into it. You might want two shooters that are going to shoot further away. You might want to mix up your defence to to, um, to get over those shots. So 
I see why they do it, but I actually like now how the subbing gets done in the ANZ. Yeah. Remember the old time? I remember way back, <laughs> again way back, and Leslie Rumble used to have to pretend that her contact was yes. coming out just at full time because you had to show you had an injury. Then you'd yeah. muck around for and two then, minutes and it would yeah. be, it wasn't even really an no, injury. And then you'd have like code words like yeah. Kit Kat, like, you yeah. know, need a break. So you'd be yelling out Kit Kat, like, yeah. Coco, you're a Kit Kat. And then even the umpires would have to say why and you'd yes, have to say, oh, I hurt my ankle. And that but then off. when you have bad injuries, like when I snapped my Achilles and like I sat there and like it didn't really look like I had. And so I said to the umpire, I looked up and sitting on the court, I said, can I please have time? She's like, why? I was like, I don't think my foot's connected anymore. <laughs> like, you know, but it's yeah. just, you know, you should just, if an athlete does need time, like you shouldn't have to try and explain mm. yourself in those situations. So I do like it now. You just yeah. call time, you're off, someone else is coming on. Yeah, it's no fuss. You know, yeah. it's, it happens really quickly. You see that player stand up, they come into that position. It's a quick changeover. So I, yeah, I'm, maybe we're biased because it's here in New Zealand, <laughs> but I like the way it's played here, but I can see why yeah. they do it the way they do, yeah. particularly in Australia with that two point shot. Yeah, definitely. And I think I I love the way that New Zealand keep to the international rules as much as possible because once we get on that stage, there's no surprises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there has been talk about you know do you introduce a timeout like we're seeing mm. in in Australia? Oh, but yes, it's yes. funny though you've heard different coaches say you know you used to you can use it strategically obviously and the coach can give feedback and and etc. But at the same time you want teams to be able to sort it out on court, mm. right? So Correct. if you can't call time, boom, just get out there and sort it out. And I do think sometimes that's why we do see subs in the ANZ. You do see a player come off and you think, why have they just mm -hmm. taken her off? But then you see them sit next to the coach. Yeah. And I think sometimes coaches potentially use that opportunity, sit down, watch for five yeah. minutes, see what's happening, and then put them back on in the next quarter. And again, I think that's a clever use of yeah. that use of... Um, people coming on and off without it having to be a rolling sub. And we have seen when the Australians have played and they've caught a time and they haven't realised it's not the um, Suncorp rules, it's international rules. Was that here? Yeah, yes, and they thought yes. they had a time out and, it, it, yes. and they didn't. Yeah. And they were like, oh my goodness, and it's just straight off. And they, right. they were all a bit confused yeah. and didn't realise. And in the heat of the moment, especially yeah. in a test, you think, oh, we'll just take a time out because that's what you've been playing all year. Mm. And it's like, oh no, actually, it's straight on and off. Yeah. And they were <laughs> all like, kind of a bit flustered. Does someone need to take a bubble? Yeah, what exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it is, they, yeah, I guess they have to make sure when they do come to the yeah. test that they go over the actual rules. Very true. Well, thank you so much for that feedback, Ritz08. I hope you have the answer that you were looking for. <laughs> Korua, that's us for this week. Thank you so much for your insight. Very, very intriguing conversation this week. It was great. See, and I want to see your feet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think we've just uh, brought up a few more topics for yeah, a few more, few more podcasts. <laughs> a few more disturbing topics. <laughs> but we will be back here next week. But remember, if you do have any comments, any opinions or any feedback that you'd like us to perhaps discuss, drop us a comment below. We'll be back here next week. Ka pai. Matewa.